All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. And we'll begin reading here in just a moment in verse number 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, verse number 13. The Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again for the privilege we have to pray. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, dear God, for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. I pray now, bless the Word of God as it goes forth. I pray that you'd open the ears of the listeners, more importantly, open their hearts, and may the will of God be done. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. I want to preach on the subject, the blessed hope. The blessed hope. Or should we say the believer's hope. The believer's hope. When you think about 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, we know that Paul is dealing with the resurrection of the saints and he's dealing with the rapture of the church. And here Paul uh, wants to encourage these believers about these two subjects. He wants them to know that Jesus is coming again and when the church is going to be raptured out, the saints are going to be resurrected. And I'm glad to say that we do as believers. We have have a hope. We have a hope that is beyond this world, and that's what this text will highlight for us tonight. When you think about uh, uh, when you think about the coming of Jesus Christ, the coming of Christ is emphasized all throughout uh, the book of Thessalonians. It's amazing how that as each chapter closes out, it closes with that great emphasis concerning uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter number one, uh, we see that the Lord's coming uh, has a saving truth, and that it encourages uh, in chapter. Chapter 1, as Paul closes uh, that chapter out, he talks about the Lord's coming and a saving truth. Then in chapter number 2, he talks about the Lord's coming and said that it's a stimulating truth. Then in chapter 3, it is a stabilizing truth as Paul wants to stabilize uh, this church. And then here in chapter 4, it is a strengthening truth. And then in chapter 5, it is a sanctifying truth. And so uh, this book is highlighted in every chapter uh, concerning uh, the fact that Jesus Jesus is coming again. What a hope we have as believers. Now, I don't know about you, but in the days that we're living in, as I look around the world and we see the headlines on the newspapers and, and on, the, uh, on the news screen, and we see all the headlines that's taking place and the signs that are happening around this world, it tells us one thing, that we're closer now to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ than we ever have been. And we have this uh, uh, blessed hope as believers. Uh, and I want you to notice that Paul here... As he deals with the believer's hope, he mentions three groups of people in this passage. First of all, notice in verse number 13 that Paul mentions those who are lost in this world. He said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not. Now notice this, even as others which have no hope. So Paul mentions those who are lost in this world. That is others which have no hope. What Paul tells us is that they sorrow on, on earth and they also sorrow in eternity. I think about whenever uh, we preach the funeral of someone, had, uh, someone that has gone out into eternity. You can always tell those that have hope 
and those that do not have hope. For those that have no hope, while both may be sorrowing, there's a difference in their sobs. There's a difference in their tears when they do not know God. There's a difference in the things that they say. And so Paul here tells us that uh, we do not sorrow as those that have no hope. He mentions those that are lost in this world. Uh, He talks about that they will sorrow on earth and they'll also sorrow in eternity. And then he mentions those who have left this world as we think about this and All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, and we'll begin reading in verse number 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege once again to preach the Word of God. I pray now that you'll speak to hearts, and may thy will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach on this subject, the believer's hope. The believer's hope. We know that in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, that Paul in this passage of Scripture, he is dealing with the resurrection of the saints and the rapture of the church. We know that whenever Christ comes again, that He will rapture the church out, but He will not forget those that have already died in the Lord. He will resurrect those saints. And on that resurrected morning, as the songwriter said, we shall rise. What a day that's going to be. And Paul, as he is dealing with this as well as in chapter 4, all throughout the book of Thessalonians here, 1 Thessalonians, uh, he emphasizes 
symbolizes the coming of Christ. When you think about it, the Lord's coming, He talks about it in chapter number 1 as a saving truth. In chapter number 2, He talks about the Lord's coming as a stimulating truth. In chapter 3, He talks about His coming as a stabilizing truth. Then in chapter 4, our text here, He talks about it as a strengthening truth. And then uh, finally in chapter 5, Paul talks about the coming of Christ as a sanctifying truth. So Paul emphasizes that throughout this entire epistle. And here as we look at this passage of Scripture, I want you to notice that Paul mentions three groups of people in this passage. You'll notice with me in verse number 13 that Paul mentions those who are lost in this world. He talks about, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which sorrow not. Notice this, Even as others which have no hope. That's those who are lost in this world, those that have no hope. And Paul tells us here that we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Why is that? Because those that have no hope, they sorrow here on earth, but they also sorrow in eternity. Those that have no hope will weep in this life, but they'll also weep in the next life. You know, the Bible tells us that one day God is going to wipe all tears from our eyes, and weeping may endure for the night, but we know that joy is coming in the morning. There's coming a time when we'll shed no more tears. Oh, what a day that's going to be in eternity. But those those that are lost in this world, the Bible says that they sorrow. And we do have sorrow as believers down here, but because as believers we have that hope, we sorrow not as those that do not have it. So Paul mentions those who are lost in this world. Secondly, notice in verse number 14 through 16, Paul talks about those who have, have left this world. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again... Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain in the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So Paul tells us in verse number 14 about those that have left this world, they may have outstripped us and they may, have, uh, they may already be on the other side enjoying uh, the joys of heaven, basking in the sunlight of his wonderful love and enjoying the, the goodness of God. But there is coming a day when they will return, Paul says in verse number 14, uh, that they will come again. That he said that uh, if, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Those that have left this world, they're coming back in the rapture. The Bible says that they will return. Then he says they will not be restricted in verse number 15. He said, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, they're not going to be restricted at the rapture of the church. They're returning, they're coming back, and they're going to go up with us uh, in the clouds. Amen? And so Paul says they will return. He says they will not be restricted in verse 15. And then in verse number 16, Paul assures us that they will rise on that resurrection morning. He said, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And then notice this phrase here, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So not only are they going to rise, but they're going to rise first the Bible says on that resurrection morning. They got a little further to come up uh, than what you and I do that are alive. And Paul said they're coming up out of the grave uh, before we res- before we rise uh, in that resurrection morning. And what a day that's going to be. So Paul mentions those who have left this world and then Paul talks about those who are lost in this world 
But now Paul is going to mention those who are still living in this world. Paul's going to talk about we that are alive in verse number 16. As we read earlier, he said, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And he said here, And the dead in Christ shall rise first. But then, in verse number 17, he said, Then we which are alive and remain. So Paul has mentioned those that are lost in this world. They have no hope. They, so we sorrow not as them. And then Paul mentions those that have left this world that they will return, that they will be resurrected, and they will rise on that resurrection morning with us. But now he's emphasizing those of us who are still living in this world, we which are alive and remain. And I want you to see here uh, that as Paul mentions them, he tells uh, mentions us, he talks about the fact that we have hope. Amen? This is not just any hope. If you look at verse number 16, Paul tells us about this hope, the believer's hope. He tells us that it's a very large hope. He said, the Lord Himself. Now that's a large hope. Whenever Jesus comes again, friend, He's not not sending someone else, but the Lord Himself He said is coming. That's a large hope. On that resurrection morning, on that rapture morning, we're going to be seeing Jesus. What what a day that's going to be when we see His face, when we we see Him coming in those clouds of glory and we see Him coming in that robe of righteousness as He comes for the church. He is coming for His bride. And so it's a large hope. And then He tells us that it is a loud hope. He said here, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Amen? What, What about that the Lord is going to come with a shout. Uh, When He comes it's going to be a shout so loud that it's going to wake the dead. When He comes it's going to be a shout so loud that uh, my friend that we're going to hear it from one end of this earth unto the other end. And I think about a lot of times in church uh, I have seen people down through the years that don't like shouting. Uh, doesn't mean, listen, you may not be someone that shouts and, and you may not get up and act like somebody else does and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't think everybody has to act the same when it comes to worship, but, but as the old saying is, don't knock it if you haven't tried it. Amen? And uh, I've seen in church a few times where uh, someone would get blessed and they would get happy and they would start shouting and, and someone you could tell by their face or their actions that they disapproved of that shouting. And I don't know what them people are going to do on, on, on the morning of the rapture when the Lord himself the Bible said shall descend with a shout. He's coming back with a shout of victory. He's coming back uh, uh, my friend with a loud hope. That's what this is. It's a large hope and it is a loud hope and then we see here that it is a living hope. Notice what he said here in verse number uh, verse number 17 he says then we which are alive. Amen. I want to tell you he's not just coming back to resurrect the dead. But this is a living hope. Jesus is coming for them which are alive. Well, that gives us great comfort. That gives us great joy to know that He is the Lord both of the living and of the dead. He's Lord of of heaven. He's Lord of hell. He's the Lord of the the grave. But He's the Lord of this world. Amen? And this is a a living hope. And then it's a lifting hope. Amen? As He says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. We're going to be caught up on that resurrection morning. Now the word rapture is not mentioned in the Bible, but we find that phrase here, uh, caught up. 
I told somebody one time, they said, well, the word rapture is not mentioned there. I said, uh, in the Bible. I said, well, the Bible, the word Bible is not mentioned in the Bible. But we do believe the Bible. Amen. We do believe the Word of God. And so here we see that, uh, that the Word of God uh, tells us that it is a lifting hope. Amen. Uh, it, is a, it is a living hope. It is a loud hope. And then it is a lovely hope. Amen. Uh, the Bible says that we're going to be called up together. Well, isn't that going to be wonderful when we see our loved ones, our families, our friends? That's going to be wonderful when we are called together. And, and on that resurrection morning, during that rapture, we're going to come together and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And then it's a lasting hope. As the Bible says here in verse number 17, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's a lasting hope that once He comes, once He takes the church out, He resurrects the saints and, and He takes the church out, then the Bible says that we're going to ever be with the Lord. Friend, that's going to be great comfort. That's going to be great joy when you think about that. And so it is a lasting hope here. Those that are still living in this world. In verse number 16, uh, he gives us the three sounds that's going to take place at the rapture. He said, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That sound, that shout is going to be the sound of rapture itself. When we hear that sound, when we hear that shout, we know the rapture is going to take place. And then he talks about the voice of the archangel. That's going to be the sound of ruin. As that voice of that archangel as he sounds, uh, as he sounds out, it's going to be to call all those angels together uh, and he's going to get ready because the tribulation period is going to take place and we know that during that tribulation period when it takes place God's angelic beings will will be uh, going to work and they'll be ministering and they'll be uh, bringing out, carrying out judgment and, and orders upon this earth and it'll be a sound of rapture the voice of the archangel as he calls them angels together it's going to be a sound of ruin and then uh, we see here the trump of God it's going to be a sound of revival. Amen. As God is sounding the alarm for the nation of Israel and letting them know that my friend, that, that the trumpet is sounded, that victory will be on the way, that the church is going to be taken out and that Israel will go through that tribulation period. God will purge them from their unbelief but hallelujah in the end God will deliver Israel and thank God Jerusalem is going to be the capital of the world. And I, well, when I think about this uh, and I think about the rapture, I think about about the believer's hope. Uh, it reminds me of that old song where the songwriter said, Every hope that I have in this sin, old sinful world is anchored in the blood of the Lamb. Well, I'm glad that I can say that on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Friend, I hope you know Jesus Christ. I hope that you're ready. I hope, you're, I hope that you're rapture-proof and ready uh, to go whenever the rapture takes place because Jesus is coming again. Amen? And when we think about about this hope, Paul tells them here in chapter number four in this passage of Scripture, when we think about this hope here, I want you to see three things concerning the believer's hope. I want you to notice first of all in verse number 16 or verse number 14, I want you to see first of all concerning the believer's hope that this, this hope is built upon faith. Amen. Look at what Paul says here. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. You see here, uh, the, the Bible tells us, for if we believe. You know, that's the condition. 
as to whether or not you have hope. Do you believe? Amen. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ? And Paul is not writing to unbelievers, but Paul is writing to believers. And Paul says that in this statement here. He makes it very clear. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. He's talking about this blessed hope, this believer's hope. This is a hope that is built upon faith. And then listen, Paul mentions that faith here in his vicarious death. For if we believe that Jesus died, I want to say, I believe Jesus died, don't you? I believe in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary. I believe he hung on the cross and he cried out, it is finished. And so Paul here talks about concerning this hope being built on faith, that it has to do with his vicarious death. And then Paul tells us that it has to do with his victorious resurrection. For if we believe believe that Jesus died and he rose again. I want to say again, I believe that Jesus died but I also believe that three days later he came, came up out of the grave in the tomb victorious that he defeated death, hell and the grave. You know, uh, we celebrate Easter every year and we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord but we don't just celebrate it at Easter time, we that are saved. We thank God and we celebrate the resurrection uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ day in and day out. It's a reality. It's a doctrine. It's a belief that we stand by and that we hold to. And Paul says here that this hope is built upon faith. And this faith has to do with his vicarious death. It has to do with his victorious resurrection. And then it has to do with his visible return. The Bible says even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Amen. Notice that with him. He's coming again. Amen. We believe believe as believers by faith that Jesus Christ died that he rose again, and that he is coming again. That's what we believe. Amen? And so Paul mentions that. And you may say, well, preacher, I don't believe that. Well, listen, uh, tonight or this evening, if you're listening at this to this message here, then you need to know that this is about believers. This is for believers. And if you'll put your faith in the Word of God, hope is found in that faith. And so Paul, he tells us that the, the believers hope, that, it ha- that this hope is built upon faith. This Secondly, I want you to notice that this hope is based upon a fact. Amen? You know, faith alone, faith alone by itself will not save a person if it's in the wrong, if it's in the wrong thing. Faith alone in the right thing will save a person. What I mean by that is, is that if a person just because someone has faith does not mean that they're saved. You say, when I preach here, I thought salvation is, is, uh, is, is through, by grace through faith, and it is. But the Muslims have faith, but they have faith in the wrong individual or the wrong, the wrong thing. And there's a lot of people, the Catholics, we could talk about them, the Mormons, we could, could mention them. But faith has got to be put in the right person, the right individual. And our faith is not built upon men, but our faith is, is based upon a fact. This faith that Paul talks about, this hope is built upon faith, but this hope is based upon a fact. What fact is that? Look at what the Bible says here in verse number 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Paul says, I'm not saying this by my own words. But Paul said, this is the Word of God. And can I tell you, the Word of God is our, it's our foundation. 
Our facts must come from the Word of God. I'm glad I can stand here and say that we believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in the the visible return of the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible says so. Amen? Someone years ago coined the phrase that God said it and I believe it and that settles it. But the fact of the matter is if God says it, then that's what settles it. doesn't really matter if you and I believe it or not. It matters what God said. And so here we find that in this passage of Scripture, Paul is quick to tell uh, these, uh, these believers that what we believe about the resurrection, what we believe about the rapture is built upon faith, but it's also based upon a fact the facts of the Word of God. And we know that Job said he was coming in Job chapter number 1. The angels said he was coming in Acts chapter number 1. Paul said he was coming in Philippians chapter number 3. And again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The Hebrew writer said he was coming. We believe that to be Paul in Hebrews chapter number 10. Peter said he was coming. John the Revelator said he was coming. And even the Lord Jesus Christ said himself that he was coming again. And I want to say that uh, when we think about over and over throughout the Bible, we find facts, one fact after another that teaches us and proves to us that Jesus is coming again. I'm glad the believer's hope is built upon faith. I'm glad it's based upon a fact. And then I want to say the believer's hope, it banishes all our fears. Notice what Paul said in verse number 18. He said, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. When we think about the believer's hope, it ought to comfort us. It ought to give us strength. It ought to, to, to bless us. It banishes the fear of death when you think about it. We that are saved, we don't have to fear death. I, I don't think no one enjoys uh, the thought of death. We don't look forward to death within itself. But we do look forward to what's beyond death. We know that death is just a, a passageway. It's just, a, it's just an entranceway uh, into the next life. It's an exit from this life, but it's an entrance into the next life. And what a day that's going to be when we leave this walk of life and enter into the next life. And, and I want to say that this hope, uh, what it does for us is it banishes all fears. It banishes our fear of death. It banishes our fear of departure. You see, we know that when we say goodbye to loved ones down here, that... It's not goodbye forever. It's just I'll meet you in the morning by the bright riverside. Boy, I think about when I've seen loved ones down through the years pass away, uh, precious church members, family members, folks that we have loved and that we have worshipped with and we've spent our life around. It's never easy to say goodbye to them because you love them. uh, But there's been times I've watched people suffer that I thought to myself, I just wouldn't want them to have to live another day here on earth and go through all the pain and the agony because I know that I'm going to see them on the other side. I know I'll see them in the rapture. You know, I think about my sister passed away uh, a few years ago and, uh, and I watched her go through a life of suffering, a life of just a physical ailment, one physical problem after another. For, 40, for 43 years I watched her suffer and my family did as well. And uh, we loved her and cherished her. She was a blessing to our home and to our family. Uh, But I'll be honest with you, the day that she passed away, there was tears of sorrow, but also there was joy because I knew that she wasn't suffering anymore. I knew that she was no longer uh, feeling pain, that she was in a body that was was better than the body that I'm in right now. And I knew that, that she would never, ever, never suffer again. What hope. I knew that I would see her one day in eternity. 
I will see her in the rapture. We'll be known, the Bible says, as what we are known. We'll be able to see each other. Thank God we'll be able to enjoy each other's company. Paul is, 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 is helping these believers. He's, say, he's saying to them, you need to draw comfort uh, uh, one another, comfort one another with these words. And that's what the rapture does. A lot of times in a church service, you'll see people get up and, and, and listen, they'll, they'll testify about Jesus coming again or maybe they'll get up and sing a song about Jesus coming again. You want know to do? It'll fire you up. It, it'll, it'll give you some, some, some juice for the journey. It'll make you want to worship. And more preachers will get up and talk about Jesus coming and preach about the rapture of the church and the resurrection of the saints. And, and you know what we'll do? It'll, it'll get us ready. It'll make us want to keep on going. And Paul is saying we draw comfort from that. You, you may be listening and say, well, preacher, that doesn't comfort me. That scares me to death. You know why that is? Because you're not ready. You're not ready. I want to say if you're lost without God, then you need to think about it. Jesus is coming. And friend, He may come right now. He may come this very second. The rapture may take place while you're listening, while, while you're watching. He may, he may come right now. What are you going to do? You're going to be left behind if you're not saved. Then if you're saved and you're not where you need to be at with God, maybe you're backslid, you, you've went away from God, oh, you need to take heed, friend. You need to heed the warning. You, you need to get right with God. I, I've seen people, uh, listen, uh, put it off to the point it was too late. You know, there's going to be a lot of people do that. They're going to be one day too late. They're going to come to the church house and they're going to want to get saved and they're going to want to find some preacher somewhere and, and they're going to want to get right with God, but, but we'll be gone, friend. We won't be here in this walk of life and, and you'll be left behind to go through the tribulation period. To, 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 the Bible says that, that the Antichrist and, and the devil will send strong delusions. You'll believe a lie and you'll be damned. And, and my friend, you'll go out into eternity without God. I'll tell you, if I was lost, I'd get saved right now because I wouldn't want to be left behind in the rapture. I want to go. I want to be ready. I want to see Him. And if you're backslid on God, you need to get right with the Lord. You need to get on your knees right now and say, Lord, forgive me. I've, I've waited wasted many days, but I don't want to waste another day. Get right with God while you still can, while you still have this opportunity to get right with the Lord. If you're here and you say, preacher, I've been discouraged. I've been down and out. Maybe you've been going through a trial. Let me encourage you. Take comfort from the fact that Jesus could come at any moment. This could be the day. This could be the hour that the trumpet sounds. Are you ready? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in your presence, Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the believer's hope, the blessed hope that Jesus is coming again. And Lord, I pray now that you'll bless us. I pray that you'll touch the heart of those that may be listening. Lord, there may be someone listening that has never been saved. There may be someone watching right now that's never been to Calvary. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would convict them and draw them and save them before it's everlastingly too late. I pray that they'll take the time, wherever they're at right now, whatever they're doing, I pray that they'll stop and get on their knees and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. May they prepare and get ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that you'll help some backslider to get right, encourage those that need to be encouraged and strengthen the weary. Father, for what you do, we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen.